24-24 right now. She's obliterating the record. Alicia Barnall is about to four-peat. The only man in history to do it. Kara Goucher, she wanted to do this event. It was important to her. Here in Duluth, how sweet it is. Her arm raised in triumph. Welcome, everybody, to the Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast brought to you by Essentia Health. I am Zach Schneider, the marketing and PR director here at Grandma's Marathon. No, we have not gotten rid of Peter Graves. He is still a very important and very beloved member of our race weekend announcing team. He will still be hosting this podcast with many monthly guests as he's done in the past. We are going to try something different though this year and bring you more here on the Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast. Not only do we want to entertain and inspire you with this show, which Peter and his guests do a wonderful job of. But we also know lots of our listeners are runners and will be in Duluth this coming June. So we wanted to add a specifically educational piece to the podcast this year, a series of what we'll call podcast shorts, with the goal being to get you information and advice that will help come race weekend in June. There will be a wide variety of topics that we'll cover from training and what you can do during the race to what's the best hotel and what's the best place to eat after you cross that finish line. We will try our best to tackle it all. And joining me today for the first of these installments is Christina Nissler. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Christina is an athletic trainer at Essentia Health. She's also contracted to work with us throughout the year here at Grandma's Marathon. So clearly the topic of our conversation will be what people can do now. Maybe a lot of them are signed up for the race. We'll get into maybe more of those specifics. But first, why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about your background, what you do at Essentia Health, and what your role is here with us at the marathon? Sure. Um, so my background is in athletic training. Um, athletic training is a kind of offshoot of sports medicine. Whenever anybody ask me what I do if they if their face looks like they don't know what an athletic trainer does I always ask them okay have you seen a football game the guys who run out there in a fanny pack when somebody gets hurt that's us um, except my job looks a little different since I don't do a lot of running out onto the field with a fanny pack um, I, I do that in the afternoons at Barnum High School but the first half of my day looks a little different um, some essential athletic trainers are in the clinic in the morning um, but I come over here to grandma's to help organize and educate. The organization is mm-hmm. a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody who's been to Grandma's Marathon or anybody who's going to come in the future will notice the, the medical presence that we have uh, on race weekend. And part of your job is to help us organize mm-hmm. that for race day. But a bigger role and maybe something that you can do 364 days out of the year is help educate mm-hmm. and help keep people from meeting you on race day, which seems to be priority number one. Yep. I would love to not be busy on race day. If I have a lot to do on marathon day, then things are going poorly. How much value is there in that for you? And I'm sure it's the same with the high school athletes. You don't want them in the training room. You don't want to, you know, get to know them very well, Mm -hmm. but certainly to have that relationship when people are in need. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a night and day difference mm-hmm. where you're trying to get people to, to never need you, but then be there when they do need you. Exactly. I do. I am a big fan of injury prevention. That's what I've spent a lot of my career focusing on. Um, because yeah, I don't want to be busy on game day. I'd like to just sit there and enjoy the game. Um, but I do want to get to know my 
patients like throughout the course of their season um, and help them be the best they can be. So for anybody listening, mm-hmm. and we've got a wide variety of people who come to Grandma's Marathon, some of them have done 20 marathons, and some of them are going for PRs mm-hmm. or a Boston qualifier, and some of them have signed up for their first marathon and maybe are, are a little worried uh, mm-hmm. right now. Um, what did I get myself into yep. kind of thoughts? So we've got kind of a wide range, but what is maybe, uh, it's hard to make an overarching piece of advice mm-hmm. to marathoners because of the different yeah. uh, experience and skill levels. But what, what would you say to somebody who signed up for one of our races next June? Uh, so am I speaking to the, the first timer or the 20 timer? Um, if it's a first timer, I think... Gosh, do the training um, as best you can. You know, it gets hard. It's a long road. Plans are like four months long. Um, do the best you can to, to get it all in. Um, for the 20-timer, you're still going to learn something. Um, actually, one of my favorite quotes that's running related is, every time you race, you either win or you learn. And in a marathon, like there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to win. So everybody's going to learn something from that day. Yeah, for sure. Grandma's marathon is a place Mm -hmm. where there are no losers, Mm -hmm. whether you cross that finish line, whether you have to drop out at 20 miles, we will obviously want you to be at the finish Mm -hmm. line and to accomplish that goal. But certainly there are no losers. Uh, Anybody who toes that start line has already taken a a huge step in the right direction. But you mentioned training plans Mm -hmm. and and we're going to get into this a little bit more specifically, but they're not started yet. Correct. They're not eight months long. Mm-hmm. You and I are talking here in early November, um, but people are signed up and they're mm-hmm. excited to get going. They're excited to to start that process to the finish line. So mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Maybe they're not into a training plan yep. yet, but what can they do throughout the next couple months to, to get ready for when that plan starts? Yeah, this is still an important time. Um, you're not starting that training plan yet, but you may or may not be at the level that you'll want to be when you start. Um, So like hypothetically, if the first week of your training plan is going to call for you to run 20 or 25 miles, when that first week arrives, that shouldn't seem like a scary thing. Um, So if you're maybe running, let's say you're you're a beginner and you're running three miles three times a week right now for a total of nine miles, you've got plenty of time to start to gradually build that up so that 20, 25 week is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, that, that training plan mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's the first time Correct. that you put on the running shoes right. and, and then you get ready to run. This is an important couple months here, but mm-hmm. as they go through it, and we're, we're fortunate at Grandma's Marathon because of our relationship and our sponsorship uh, with ASICS. Mm-hmm. They're one of our three presenting sponsors mm-hmm. and they've got RunKeeper. So everybody who's listening, who's signed up for one of our races, you're going to get more information on the RunKeeper app. It's got personalized training plans. It, it will help you stay accountable. It will help you keep you on track toward our race in June, but that doesn't come out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people are looking into training plans on their own, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them on how to choose a training plan that's right for you? Sure. Um, so I think it really, really boils down to knowing yourself well. Look at the number of days that the training plan is going to ask you to run and ask yourself realistically, is this going to work for me? Um, you know, there, there are plans that have you run as little as three days a week and others that are as many as, I guess it's technically like 13 days, like you get one day off every two weeks. That's a big undertaking. That's more for an advanced type of person. Um, so know your, know your schedule, know your abilities, you know, look at, look at some of those run lengths and calculate how long that will take you and be like, can I fit that in on a work day? Um, is this going to work out for me? Um, I think that's an important one. And then look at what the different types of 
types of runs during the week are. Some of the more advanced plans are going to have different types of workouts, like interval workouts or tempo runs. If those two words sound like a foreign language to you, that might not yet be a plan that you're going to be ready for. One of the things we talk about with marathoning, especially the full marathon distance, the mm-hmm. 26.2 miles, is this is a lifestyle choice yes. for the next several months. Mm-hmm. This is a decision to, to do it and to do it well and mm-hmm. successfully and to keep yourself from being injured or feeling miserable on yep. race day. This is something you have to devote a lot of time and energy to over the next several mm-hmm. months. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the most important things you can do to recover from any run is to get an appropriate amount of sleep. And, and that's not just the night before or just the night after. That's having a good, healthy sleep hygiene schedule throughout that whole time. So I would say that that's another thing to kind of look into when you're choosing your training plan is are you going to be able to rest enough to recover from what you're, what you're doing? Now, one of the things I think that we as a staff notice, and, and we don't have the, the medical background, but when we tell our runners, they say, what's the, the, one of the most important things when you sign up to do one of our races? And, and we've learned from you and the other medical people, our medical director, mm-hmm. Kaylee McClellan, uh, Ben Nelson was a fantastic med- medical director for us before her with Essentia Health. They always tell us, tell them to go get a physical, mm-hmm. go talk to yep. their doctor, because even you sitting here on this podcast, you don't know the health background exactly. of all of our 20,000 runners. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't know it as a staff. Mm-hmm. People roll their eyes sometimes yeah. at us and say, is that really necessary? It is because mm-hmm. it's a good baseline of where you're at today and they can help you more than you can on this podcast yep. speaking in, in more general terms. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're, when you're a kid, if you're playing sports in high school, you get a physical every year um, and they're looking for, you know, general orthopedic things and general health things. Um, and as we get older, we stop getting those those physicals. But starting something like a marathon training plan is very much like starting a season of a sport. And it's important to ha- to know your baseline level of health. I think it's also really important in this day and age that we're living in. Um, if you've had COVID, you should get a physical before you start a marathon training plan because we know that COVID makes changes to your heart and lungs and you could possibly have something now that you never had before. I don't want to scare anybody, but you know, I guess maybe a healthy level of fear so that they go get their physical. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you towed that line, right? As medical people with the marathon, and we've noticed that as a staff where you don't want Mm -hmm. people to be discouraged from trying to complete a marathon or whether it's their first time or their 20th time, but you want people to be healthy. And so you're almost like their biggest cheerleader, Mm -hmm. but also their biggest devil's advocate as far as what they can accomplish if they do it the right way compared to maybe what could happen if you're not careful and and don't go about things the right way. That that sums up being an athletic trainer too, (laughs) being the biggest cheerleader and then the, the devil's advocate. Yeah. Awesome. Christina Nissler, thanks so much. We'll do it again. Christina will be back uh, regularly throughout this year. She'll help you get ready. We'll talk more specifics as you get later in that training calendar. So remember her name. She'll be back. Again, Peter Graves not going away. He'll be back later this month with his next guest. We also look forward to this series, though, that will be focused specifically on helping all of you prepare for Grandma's Marathon Weekend in June 2023. The Gearing Up for Grandma's podcast is brought to you by Essentia Health. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please subscribe, rate us, and tell your friends. Grandma's Marathon is proudly presented by Toyota, Members Cooperative Credit Union, and ASICS. I'm Zach Schneider. Until next time, everyone, be well.